Healthcare Elsewhere, episode 102. Join us as John Cody shares the inspiring success stories of medical tourism patients. Hear insider tips straight from doctors and healthcare experts around the world. It's time for you to discover a whole new world of safe and affordable healthcare options. Your journey starts now. Well, hello, everyone. This is John Cody with Healthcare Elsewhere, and today we're very pleased to welcome Ken and Carol Purvis. They're coming to us from British Columbia in lovely Canada, beautiful part of the world. I used to live up that way myself, just over the border in the U.S. In any case, uh, they have traveled down to Mexico to get uh, some different kinds of uh, dental treatments, and we wanted to talk to them about that today. So thanks very much for coming on the show, guys. You're welcome. You're welcome. Excellent. So as we always like to do, why don't you go ahead and just start with your story. Tell us, uh, you know, in the pre-show, we were talking a little bit about this, how you stumbled across this and, uh, you know, a little bit of your background and why you decided to go down to Mexico to get your dental work done. Well, um, because my husband had a kidney transplant 17 years ago, we're very careful where we go and what we do. We don't want any infection or anything. And uh, when he got the diagnosis that he needed um, all just about $30,000 worth of dental work, we knew we had to do something because that's just too much for us. And we don't have dental uh, care, our dental insurance up here uh, when you're a senior. So uh, we started exploring and hearing our friends that had gone down to Mexico, and they all had great experiences. So we decided to search online, and uh, while we were searching, uh, we there was a pop-up from Dental Departures. And um, so I talked with this lady. Uh, her name was Jane Parker. And we must have talked for an hour on the phone. Um, and she gave us such confidence. Um, she explained everything to us. She lives in Seattle. And I know this is like an aftermarket thing online, and, and it, there was a fee in the end for it, but uh, her explanation uh, was absolutely true. Everything that she explained to us, good and bad, uh, was exactly our experience in Mexico. Um, So my husband felt very confident in going down there. Uh, She suggested Sani Dental, which is a company in, in Los Algodones, just 11 miles south of Yuma, Arizona. Oh, yeah. I've uh, actually spoken to those guys before at uh, the last medical tourism conference I spoke at. I met them. What a a great, wonderful team of people down there. That's what we felt. Um, We we decided to go down there a day early. So we flew down uh, to uh, Yuma. And then uh, the hotel we were staying at, Hacienda, which was uh, included in our uh, fee, um, they picked us up at the airport. And they take us right to the hotel, right across the border. Um, it's a quaint little hotel. There's only like it's a community of about five thousand people with five hundred dentists, and uh, so this little hotel is only about three blocks from the border, and uh, it's the only one in this town. Um, people were very, very nice. Um, the next day we. Uh, explored the little town and wanted to go meet the dentists in the Sani Dental. And uh, they let us tour the whole place. Um, Very clean, very nice. Um, Then we went back to our hotel. And the cool thing was that there's this courtyard in this little hotel. 
And people, after they've had their dental work, they all gather in the courtyard and everybody talks about where they're from, what dental work they've had done, how many times they've been to Mexico to have their dental work done. And, you know, out of in seven, I think it was nine days we were down there, um, there was only one person who wasn't happy and he didn't even go to Sandy Dental. He had gone to another dentist. And these people had had a whole lot of work done from from fillings to implants, many, many things. And uh, so we were really delighted to hear their stories. And then we started our our own work the next day. Okay. And so did both of you get work done or was it just Ken or? No, both of us did. Yeah. Both of you. Oh, okay. Super. So what did you each get done? Well, I had originally gone down there for implants, uh, upper and lower implants, but, uh, when they x-rayed my jaw, they found out I didn't have enough bone matter in my lower jaw in order to have um, um, implants. So um, they discussed with me whether I wanted to have the rest of my bottom teeth extracted and have dentures made, which is a decision I, I decided to do um, because... Uh, there was much, wasn't much other choice, and uh, so I had uh, upper. I had seven extractions, and uh, brand new upper and lower dentures. Wow, that's pretty extensive. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. And how about you, Carol? Well, I didn't really have any work to be done. I had no cavities. Um, my mouth was pretty healthy, uh, but. They told me, and I could have gone home right then without having to pay anything, but they told me that I um, I had some cracks in my back teeth, just hairline cracks. And I also told them that I just didn't like the look of my front teeth. Could I get veneers or something to make them a little more? It's just a cosmetic thing. Sure. And, and he said to me, he says, you know, there are hairline cracks in even your front teeth. And possibly I wouldn't have had a problem maybe the rest of my life, maybe five years. I don't know. But I decided, he said, if you want to have a full new mouth that you won't have to worry about for years and years, he says, we could do crowns. And for 16 crowns, um, it was $6,000. Ken's dentures, upper, lower, and seven extractions was $700. Wow. So our total with... 16 crowns and full dentures was 6000 I think, $800 in the end. That's amazing. That is astounding. When you, I mean, what would it have cost if you had gotten it done uh, back in Canada? Did you price it out? Well, it's about, what, $1,100, $1,200 per crown. <laughs> uh, and for dentures, I have no idea, but they're thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um, and plus... You know, it would have taken months to get all that work done. We we got I got my all my work done in four days, and so did Ken. That's interesting. You bring that up too. I've heard that before. Where you know people say, "Well, yeah, they're they're wanting to do the dentists want to do it in stages for whatever reasons." But it seems like when you go down to Central and South America, in particular, to get these types of things done, 
you know, it seems like they're able to, I, I don't know why they have just have a different mindset, I guess. There's nothing wrong with doing it. I'm not saying one way is better than the other, but I mean, if you're going to get it done and you can get it done all at once or over a few days and be done with it, then I, I would assume that's how most people like to do it. And I know some folks will do it that way because of the cost issue, but for you, certainly the price that you paid for both of you to get all of this done was, that's astounding. What an incredible savings. Yeah, it was. It really was. Mm-hmm. And to have fun along with it, um, uh, our dentists were wonderful. I mean, this, the Ken's dentist understood that he had the kidney transplant. They were very careful. Um, they put him on antibiotics right away and they monitored, monitored him, asked him right during the procedure, how you're doing. And we felt, you know, sometimes it's so much more important. It's how you, how you feel, the confidence you feel in your dentist. For myself, the way this, uh, I had a, a young woman dentist and how she handled my mouth. I just laid back and I relaxed because I knew she knew what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it was a, a huge deal for us. And later in November, uh, well, no, actually that was done at the beginning of November, uh, January uh, first, actually, we had to go back because Ken had to have a reline. Now, even with the flights uh, for two trips, which was very cheap, um, it was still way, way, way under, um, like under $10,000 for all of our work. This time, the second time, we we uh, bragged about this place so much that one of our friends came down. <laughs> and she hadn't been, she came with us, and she hadn't been to the dentist in 25 years. Wow. So she didn't have to worry about getting her medical records or dental records worked out with her, huh? No. <laughs> so, and you know what? She got a full mouth redone. She got 24 crowns, three root canals. And it came to $4,600. Wow, I can't even imagine what that would have cost in the States or up in Canada at this point. Oh. It would have been in the, you know, over 20000 range or at least in the high oh. teens anyway, I'm, I'm quite oh. sure. I'm, I'm sure it would have been fifty or 60000 up here. Wow. It, and her mouth, she's got one, she's one of these people whose teeth really glisten. Well, actually, like yours, I'm seeing your picture here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she has an amazing smile today. It's, she's just a new person. So your friend, after 25 years, decides to go down there. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, made a, a big life decision for it, went so well for you. That's an incredible success story for her to all of a sudden, after 25 years, decide she had enough confidence to travel to another country and get this done. Yeah, well, and uh, we weren't that close friends at the time uh, either. We just sort of were acquaintances, but we certainly became great friends when you're in a little bit of pain and and fear. And um, uh, she just loved this little hotel. It was so cozy and comfortable. And uh, we were able to guide her through the the process. And, you know, it was it worked out well. That's fantastic. So 25 years of, you know, basically just didn't want to deal with it for fear issues. And that happens a lot in the dental industry. I mean, that's why you hear dentists advertising sedation dentistry and a lot of things like that to help calm people. And uh, I, I think that's fantastic that you were able, just because of your success and confidence in what was going on down there, I mean, to overcome that fear and then travel to another country. I think that's just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was quite fun, actually. And, you know, I've had a because of our positive response, we put on Travelocity and uh, 
Sani Dental, we've had a couple of phone calls from people who as well are very fearful and we've been able to talk to them and explain our experience and uh, give them a little confidence to uh, to do what we did because it's it's just so worth it. Yeah, that's a big part of it, too. You know, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, those testimonials from patients and clients who have gone through and had this done themselves really gives an extra level. I mean, they can say how great they are all day long. That's nice. But, I mean, unless you actually talk to someone who's been there and done that, and you guys have done that, I think that's awesome that you're willing to talk with people and let them know what a great experience you had. Yeah, um, we have. We were coming back to our hotel one one afternoon. Walk. It's only two blocks from the um, from the dental place, and this uh, construction worker who was busy building uh, another dental office, he uh, stopped us on the street and in his uh, broken uh, Mexican or Spanish uh, English, he says, "Thank you for coming to our country." If you didn't come, I would have no job. And, oh. Wow. <laughs> that was so cool. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, you're helping to raise the local economy. And this is happening all over the place, too. I mean, obviously, for a lot of our people, the people that are first finding our show, they're kind of like, is this really a thing? You know, medical tourism. I mean, you say that word and probably half the people that you say it to look at you like, what, what, what is that exactly? And you say, oh, you travel to another country to get, you know, hip replacement done or stem cell therapy or dental work or whatever. And they're like, wow, people really do that. And I'm like, yeah, well, why would they do that? And I was like, well, because it's a lot less expensive, you can get a world-class experience, which clearly it sounds like that you, you folks had and your friend had, right? Yeah, That's certainly. right. That's right. And in some cases, you can get treatments that you can't get in other countries. So, right. you know, for those who are listening for the first time, uh, this is not an unusual experience. That's what I mean. We've had over 100 episodes now at this point, and we talked to dozens and dozens and dozens of people. There's thousands of people that are doing this uh, every day all over the world. I mean, I think the last report that I saw from one of the uh, world bureaus uh, that had, you know, something to do with travel and medical tourism or something like that said they estimated it was in, it was somewhere on 10 million people a year are traveling. And I know from like the U.S. and Canada down to Mexico and for down to Costa Rica and places like that for dental work is extremely high. There's a lot of people who are doing that because of the affordability and the great service that you get. Yeah, that's right. right. And, you know, they'll even call you back here in Canada to see how you're doing. Um, My friend who had all that work done, um, you know, she did have some issues with her uh, root canals that she had done. Um, and she was experiencing a little pain. She phoned them and they've called her two or three times to see how she's doing and, uh, um, and offer some solutions. Um, and the other wonderful thing is you get a two year guarantee. So if anything goes wrong, you go back down there and they'll fix it for nothing. Wow. So that's, I don't think there's any place up here that would do that. Yeah, that's uh, that's a great point. You know, that you bring out having a having a guarantee that says, "Hey, we, you know, they stand behind their work." And I've heard that uh, many times, actually, with a lot of different clinics around uh, in different places. So, all right, super. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's break for a moment to hear the Onwards Medical Breakthrough of the day. We'll be right back. The Onwards Medical Breakthrough of the day, spanning the internet to bring you a constant variety of cutting edge medical procedures and treatments worldwide. Why?
Today's Onwards Medical Breakthrough is entitled Artificial Spleen Cleans Blood of Pathogens. Scientists at Harvard's Weiss Institute for Biologically Inspired Engineering have developed an artificial spleen that has been shown to rapidly remove bacteria and viruses from blood. The technology could be useful in many scenarios, including protecting people who suffer from immunodeficiencies and those infected with difficult-to-treat pathogens like the Ebola virus. It also has great potential to reduce the incidence of sepsis, which is a leading cause of death that results from an infection that the immune system tries but fails to control effectively. So if you think back in pop culture a couple of years ago, the movie Elysium, the filmmakers basically imagined a body scanner that could just kind of scan you and then repair you and quickly identify and treat almost any disease. So they're not really getting anywhere close to that yet, but this is the general concept that they're working on is being able to have an artificial spleen that could play part in such a machine in the future. Very cool stuff. You can find out more about this on the links at the show notes for healthcareelsewhere.com for this particular episode. And now let's get back to our interview. And we are back with Ken and Carol Purvis. They're talking with us from British Columbia about their experience of going down to Mexico, just over the border in Yuma, to get dental work done. So I assume you must have flown into the American side down into Yuma. There's a scheduled service in there, right, from all the major airlines? That's right. Yeah. Okay. And then one, you mentioned that they, would they pick you up over on the American side or are they, are they meeting you once you cross the border? How did that part of it work? Well, the first time we flew right to Yuma and they picked us up at the airport. Uh, the second, and then they take you back to the airport when you're finished. The second time we decided to fly to Phoenix and rent a car and drive down to the border mm-hmm. because we just wanted to see that country. It's about a three hour drive. And we could see the desert. We got to see Dateland. We totally enjoyed it. Uh, stopped for lunch at some little diners, out-of-the-way <laughs> diners. And so you made totally... it into a trip. It was like vacation. We yeah, did. Exactly, very much. And then on, on the American side of the border, there's a parking lot. There's several parking lots. But uh, there's one for long term. So we knew we were going to be there about seven days. So it's $10 a day to park there. And uh, we actually parked, I think, uh, we paid for like three days. We went in and had to the hotel. And then after three days, we came back and we went to a movie in Yuma and sort of had a day in Yuma. And then back to that parking lot. And then you just walk. Like, believe me, it's it's maybe 100 feet to cross the border. <laughs> and you go back to your hotel. It's very simple. Walking across the border to get... actually, uh, Well, you flew down from... So you, you're crossing two borders here, right? From Canada into the U.S. Yeah. and over to Mexico. But yeah. still, walking over the border to get dental work done. I mean, we had somebody on the show actually last year who did that. I think it was down in uh, Brownsville, Texas, or somewhere around the McAllen, maybe, where he did the same thing. He stayed on the American side. I think he had friends over on that side. And so he'd just walk over every day for a couple of days to get his dental work done. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's lots of snowbirds, of course, who are oh, down yeah. mm-hmm. in uh, Phoenix area. And they say February, March, like the the streets in Los Algodones are just jammed with uh, the snowbirds. So we got ours done in, in, like I say, early November, which is absolutely the perfect time, November, December, um, before all of the masses of 
senior citizens actually <laughs> go down All the there. snowbirds, right? That's, that's right. Super. That's right. So, uh, why don't you talk a little? Since we're talking about this, you know, kind of the traveling, going back and forth, and everything. I know, you know, for some folks, they who maybe have never been outside of their own country or traveled not very extensively. A lot of times, they go, "Oh, well, I saw in the news there's a lot of uh, bad things happening in Mexico, and that scares me. And I would never go there because it's just too scary. You don't know what you're going to get." How do you help assuage people's fears of that kind of thing? What did you find in your research and in your experience? Obviously, it sounds like you had a great experience. Did you have any concerns about your personal safety in, in uh, going down to Mexico? Well, originally, I, you know, I, I did because I, I had no idea what Las Algodonas looked like or, or, you know, I just had whatever impressions I got from news stories and things. But when uh, we started talking to um, people who had been there more than once, they explained to, uh, <clears throat> to us that their whole uh, business is medical tourism. And it behooves them to have uh, a crime-free environment. So we we felt no um, no fear or no anxiety whatsoever. We walked around at night uh, downtown, and uh, even even out of the sort of downtown area, we felt no no worries whatsoever about our safety. So um, that was a big thing, and I and I've run into that as we've explained our story. That th- those are the questions that come up, you know, what about, uh, you know, crime and what about, you know, murders and the different things. But yeah, they, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know, they, they, I believe they, they take very good care of uh, the tourists because that's their livelihood. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I get down to uh, Cabo and uh, Puerto Varta and different places like that all the time. And, uh, you know, it's not even really an issue. It's practically like being in, you know, any other, you know, it's practically like being in the States. Almost everybody yeah. speaks some kind of English and it's very safe, a lot of police around and uh, it's, it's never really an issue. So, you know, I just tell people, look, I mean, there's parts of any city no matter where you are in the world, where, hey, you, you wouldn't go there. Uh, it doesn't, even if you're local or otherwise, you know, there's, every city's going to have some areas that are not the greatest parts of town that you just right. don't go to. And same things here. So do your due diligence and, you know, make sure that you're staying safe. And it sounds like the folks down at Sandy Dental, I mean, they do this all the time. So they knew, you know, they know how to, you know, where to send you for a hotel and everything else. And it sounds like everything went spectacularly well. It did. And if you look on the map, and look at uh, where Los Algodones is. It's actually in a little triangle, and two sides of this point in in Arizona, two sides of Los Algodones is the United States, and just one side is Mexico. So at night we would hear helicopters flying around, and you just felt safe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about, too. When I was in the military, I was a pilot, and uh, we used to do a lot of training in and around there all the time. And so I know exactly where you're talking about over there. It's a nice little area. It's a pretty area. It is. Yeah, it is. I'm sure it was a bit of a cult. I don't know if you've ever traveled through the Southwest before. Coming from British Columbia, you know, up in the Vancouver and BC area, I mean, it's, you know, very green forests, evergreen, you know, mountains and all this other stuff. And all of a sudden, boom, you, I mean, you get mountains down there, but it's, it's everything's, you know, for the most part, it's desert. It's, it's yeah. brown it and desert and, and just a very, it's beautiful, but in a much different way. It must have been interesting for you to see that. Very much. And what uh, what I noticed is my husband has a lot of uh, other health issues, and uh, 
he said he's never felt better in that dry climate. So uh, we plan on going back down there. Uh, actually, we're just about to purchase a motorhome so we can travel down there. <laughs> you have become be snowbirds. snowbirds. All right. <laughs> Excellent. I love it. We're convinced. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the the actual procedures themselves. You know, what were what did they talk? What were the materials like? I mean, the, the things that they're using for your crowns and everything else. I mean, are they using the same materials that they're using in American and Canadian dental offices? Uh, how did you feel about the facilities themselves? Were they you know well lit, clean? Did everyone seem like they were very professional and really knew what they were doing? Why don't you talk about that aspect of it a little bit? Okay. Well, when we when we first arrived, uh, they they do a complete X-ray of your skull all the way around, and and then they they have a consulting they consult you about different treatments available and what do you want to do. So there's not a there's not a, any pressure at all. Um, obviously, some people could have would have you know more income and would be able to you know, get more expensive procedures done, but other people would just perhaps get root canals and cavities done and whatever. But as we consulted with them, they explained that they, what materials they use. I can't remember the conversation, but you get get the impression that everything is up to date and, and very, very modern as far as the materials. They have their own lab. There, that bit, like for instance, have built my dentures in another building, and uh, yeah, so they they said we we use this material because it's better than this material, and it doesn't wear wear. So you're very confident in what they do. Now, the Mexican way of doing things, they're not as fancy as our our dental offices are here, and but they. Um, and because they mostly speak Mexican, you don't have a, a long conversation with with the dentist or the the dental assistant because they're busy working most of the time. But but they can get across to you any questions they have, and uh, and if they if they're not sure that you're understanding, they'll go and and find another staff member who speaks English. Oh, okay. So they did have interpreters on staff that you could uh, get. You know, okay, great. Yeah, and I got the um, the best. Uh, some of them were porcelain, and the rest were all. And I'm hoping I'm saying this right. Zirconium. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my procedure was the same as Ken. We had our X-rays. Then, uh, then we get called by another dentist. There's one dentist that sort of does the triage, and then you're sent. To, each one is sent to another dentist, and right in the same building. And uh, I sat there for probably five hours in the dental chair and they work and they work. These dentists don't take a coffee break. I had to say, excuse me, can I please go to the bathroom? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, there's no TVs on the ceiling. There's no uh, fancy flowers when you leave like there is here. There's no it's clean. It's um, simple. It's hard work. Um, some of the people in our hotel, when they had to leave, maybe on a flight the next day, the dentist would work till midnight, and the wow. lab would stay. The lab would stay open. The uh, reception would stay open as long as the person goes away, and they're completely done before they have to fly out. I mean, they just go overboard to to do anything um, 
That's astounding. Okay. Yeah. That is, that is truly astounding. I mean, uh, so obviously the level of professionalism and dedication is, is off the charts. Yeah. Well, the dedication uh, just blew me away. I mean, it was like customers come first. It's not like, oh, my goodness, we're going into this uh, dentist and we have to cater to his hours and his uh, all the fancy equipment and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was this was uh, simple dentistry, uh, well, simple offices, um, but clean and uh, yeah, and they're modernizing. They actually are doubling the size of it, yeah. and they opened, they opened part of that while we were there. So, um, very happy with uh, our results. Excellent. So, I mean, you would say then. Uh, I don't want to lead you into a question, but I mean, would you say that the um, the level of quality of work that was performed and the results that you got, uh, would you have been able to do any better in the states or in Canada? Uh, not to my knowledge. I mean, of course, uh, Ken had dentures before, yeah. uh, upper dentures, and I mean, he was uh, going and having them fixed every couple of months because there would be, you know, a little, which is normal for, for dentures. Um, but when he's come home and he's had no issues um, at all. And uh, I have had, I feel like these are my no- normal teeth. I don't have any... Uh, bite issues and um so how can you do that when you're so far away that was my concern how do i how do i get adjustments if i need it but i haven't needed it so (laughs) and you know next year next year when we go back to phoenix we'll go down there and we'll just go for a checkup or uh you know uh just for fun sure yeah, yeah, so it sounds like you've kind of become enamored of the area and the people as well. I mean, it sounds like well, it's not just, uh, okay, we've been once and that's it. We're never going to go back again. You clearly are. This this is almost a, somewhat of a lifestyle change for you. Yeah, it was. We fell in love with the people. They were they were amazing to us. And, uh, yeah, we found that very, very refreshing. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's fantastic. I'm just, I love hearing these stories of success like this. And so, uh, what has it done for you personally, for each of you? Um, does has it? Uh, I know Carol, you said for the most part, you know, you didn't really have any major issues going on. Uh, Ken, it sounded like you had some more things perhaps going on, but I mean, do you find yourself smiling more? Does it change your personality oh, sure. at all? Do you think or anything? Or well, my wife would be able to tell you better than me. But, uh, <laughs> I, I certainly am more confident, um, you know, with the appearance of my teeth. And I, so I think that that I do probably smile a bit more. Yeah. And for myself, I mean, like I say, I just wanted a little bit of whitey. I want whiter teeth. I don't want them. I'm 65, and I didn't want to wake up one morning when I'm 68 or 70 or 73 and have a big toothache and have to run to the dentist and spend $2,000 on a root canal. I wanted something that I could feel secure with for years and years, and I smile a lot more. Um, I get compliments on my teeth and it just helps me feel, I don't, I don't want to say younger cause I love being 65, but, uh, I feel a bit healthy 65. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. That's so what people have actually noticed and commented then. Oh, yeah. oh yes. The whiteness and you know, our teeth get, it, uh, they get, they get worn. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I feel very confident. Uh, do you know, they also, the, the, uh, the Mexican dentist 
also talked to, uh, particularly my friend uh, who was, I was with her in the office. They talked to her first about her health. And they said, that's the first thing they look at when they're looking at your teeth. They first uh, go after the health and then the function and then the cosmetic aspect of it. So I was really impressed. And he explained how um, when your teeth are, when you're biting with your front teeth and chewing with your back teeth, it affects your whole digestive system. No one ever really explained it like that. So he says from a health perspective, it's, and particularly in her case where she didn't have any back teeth, he says you could experience many things like indigestion, stomach issues. Wow. He says this is the beginning of your digestive system, your mouth, and how that mouth functions in terms of biting and chewing and digesting uh, makes a total difference in your in your stomach health and further down as it exits our body. Sure. So, Nobody ever taught us that. That was great information. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, guys, we're almost the end of our time here. So uh, we always like to ask, uh, what would the top three tips uh, that you would uh, have for people if they're looking at doing something like this? If it, you know, if it was your own family member, obviously you already had a friend go and do this. What, would, what do you think are the most uh, important questions, the three most important things that they need to look into before deciding on a provider in another country? Uh, I would say getting advice from friends and family. I would look on TripAdvisor. I really respect TripAdvisor um, and look under um, the reviews and do what people did with us. They phoned people who had uh, given a review um, and get their feedback. And uh, you learn a lot that way. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Ken? I'm I'm this. Basically, uh, parrot what Carol said. Uh, do um, if you choose a provider, uh, look them up on Google, and uh, you know to see if uh, the the good outweighs the bad, so to speak. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> um, yeah, and uh, also expl- explore wherever, whatever country or whatever region you're going in, going to. Um, do some uh, it's so simple now with uh, with the internet to get any any information you need but I would also I would also warn people just because it's one dentist might be cheaper than the other uh, when you go down down there there will be all kinds of young men and women who are trying to convince you to go to their dentist because it'll be cheaper um, you know oh, you mean with, like on walking around in the street there's people advertising and no kidding yeah, come to my dentist. Come to my dentist. And you know, <laughs> I, uh, we made a decision, and that's what we were s- sticking with. And uh, it didn't matter to us if one was fifty dollars or a hundred dollars more or less than where we were going. Um, we knew what we wanted to do, and we stuck with it. And we're very happy. Yeah, you know, that's a great point, Carol, too. We had uh, more than a few people on the show who have said those exact words where they said, look, you know, we didn't necessarily go with the cheapest person. We were already saving a bunch of money. They wanted to go somewhere where, yeah, they could, it was affordable to them and it was a good value and they felt safe and felt like they were working with extremely competent people. And that's not always going, I'm not saying that the cheaper folks are incompetent. It's just that you need to pick the uh, the group or the team and the doctors that are going to give you the experience that you're looking for and the confidence that you want and need and everything else. And sometimes it's worth paying a little more for that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. right. 
People do need to know that if they do go to Sani Dental and you get over, I think, $2,000 worth of work, your hotel is free. So oh, that wow. was a bonus. <laughs> I know. Wow. That's a great bonus. Yeah, yeah that is kind of nice. All right, super. All right, well, we'll have the links to everything that we talked about here on the show at uh, healthcareelsewhere.com for the show notes for this particular episode. Uh, can we uh, trouble you for an email where folks might be able to reach out to you if they had some questions about uh, your experience? Certainly. Our email address is KC Purvis, that's P U R V E S, at telus.net. Super. All right. Ken and Carol, thank you so much for coming on the show. As always, just, you know, great information. We really appreciate sharing that with everybody. Thank, thank you. you too. Nice talking to you. Oh, it was nice talking with you as well. And for our listeners, if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and stop by our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash healthcare elsewhere and uh, tell us about your experiences. We'd love to interview you on the show as well. Just reach out to us there and we'll see what we can't do about getting you an interview. And until next time, you all have a great day. Thanks for listening to Healthcare Elsewhere. You have been spanning the globe with John Cody, who provides your daily dose of inspiring success stories with patients and experts who have been there, done that. Get the show notes and more at healthcareelsewhere.com.